Yes, hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Aussie Tech Heads. It's episode 553. Yes, I'm back after five weeks. How you doing? Been on holidays? It's uh, always good to be back. Always good to be back. Thanks to Will, Jason, and Luke for stepping in and uh, doing the shows while I was away. I've uh, heard great things about them, so that's excellent to hear. So yeah, I was uh, I was off on a little break and went over to America and uh, yeah, had a holiday. Went to Disneyland, Disney World, all that sort of stuff. All right, we are brought to you by ATH Web Hosting. .com.au, as you know, and also don't forget the AussieTechRadio.com, a 24-7 back-to-back podcast, new shows each Friday, even when I was away, except for the last week, but don't tell anyone. All right, now, this week, uh, we've got a special host who's come along. Normally, he, you can see him on Monday night on the Aussie Max Zone, but this week, he's on this show. Hello, Michael. Young Glenn, welcome home, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you. How you been going? Superb, thank you. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Good. Yeah. Nice in uh, down Sydney way. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. It's cool. It's 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 got heaps better. It's just it's got gone from cold and blowy to just excellent at the moment. Yep. Nice. Nice. It's my time of year. Yeah, good stuff. So I think we we may. I've just had a message. We may have another. We will might be coming along in a second. So Excellent. we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> see how his computer goes. Uh, we can't promise anything. All right. Uh, you can don't forget we're on the facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads, youtube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads, and the website where you get the show notes and also get the video and the audio and a couple of other little things at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. And you can get us on the Twitter at Aussie Techheads, at Glenn Goodman, or hashtag OzTechheads. And as I said, don't forget the Aussie Mac Zone and the Aussie Tech Security. I'll, I've contacted Roger uh, when I came back this week, and we are all systems go for another uh, another couple of episodes pretty soon of that excellent all excellent. right now look since i've been away i've had a bit of a a tech free break actually like i i'm not really up to speed on whatever's happened i know apple's had an, a launch did they launch yes it was a launch wasn't it they launched yes yes and i know you would have covered this greatly on the, on the aussie max zone but uh give us can you give me the summarized version Please, uh, I, and I don't want to bore everyone else because I'm sure everyone else has probably known by now. All I know is, thank you. Next, yeah, <laughs> it was. Was it that good? Was it? <laughs> all, all I know was uh, the, an iPhone eight, uh, an iPhone X or ten. Are they calling it a ten or is it an X? Yeah, or, or they... plus ten, uh, new watch and new Apple TV. Right. Okay. A new Apple TV. Excellent. Yes. 4K. Oh, right, right. Uh, and so what's in the 8 that's worth writing home about? Anything? Uh, glass front, glass back. So our suggestion for that is that um, probably buy a case because it will break easier than it used to. Even though it is easier to hold, it's not as slippery because of the glass on the back. Right, uh, right. And you can get Apple Care Plus as well. Now, does this create a quandary for you because, you know, there's two phones released. They're not the same. It's not the 8 and the 8 Plus. You've got an 8 and a 10. Are you going to buy both? No. Are you, are you <laughs> going to side saddle both like in the old Western times? Oh. Old Western times, yeah. Oh. No, I'll just go for the machine gun, which is the uh, – I, I shouldn't use that, that reference at the moment, should I? No, we're just going for the, the fantastic little iPhone 10. Right. 
scrounging money, telling everybody that owes me money to um, pay up, give it back to me so that I can afford it. <laughs> yeah, that whole uh, fifteen hundred and fifty dollars for the sixty-four gig version in Australia. So. Oh, geez, what's so special about that? Like the be... price. Must be good. It must be real. Must be. Must be. So you're getting. The, is there a ten? Can, are you allowed to call it an X, or is it the ten? Well, the box will probably have X on it, but yes. it is the iPhone ten. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the iPhone ten, eh? All right. So it looks like I won't be getting one of those. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. Good. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I saw just in passing, Google's uh, bringing out some new phones and or Android and or is it Google and they're dropping the the headphone jack as well. Yep. So uh, Apple knew best all all along, eh? <laughs> we always knew that. Part. Yeah, we always knew that. More battery. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So iPhone. Anything else? The watch. That's just more of the same sort of stuff. Maybe just updated a bit faster. Uh much faster. I think it's got a quad core now instead of a dual core, but it's also got uh, cellular in the f- watch now that you can have. So oh, okay. Away, but you really, realistically, you're going to get like an hour's talk time. Yeah, Not okay. A, I think for the day. Yep. So you mean a real Dick Tracy now? Yes. That's good. That's good. He talks into a watch, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, it was Max that talked into the shoe. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Everything else. Oh, yeah, I think. I think. I, <laughs> when's apple going to bring the ice shoe now see there's something to write home about now while apple's bringing out all new stuff and going crazy microsoft is cancelling stuff microsoft has cancelled groove music streaming service have you even heard of it well time hasn't it yeah it's uh it probably died a slow death but yeah the groove music streaming service look i think it was available in australia i can't be sure uh i, I remember just when i read the story i i jumped on the computer because the windows 10 music player was called groove or something and so i, I jumped in i you know I, I loaded it up and yeah it looked like you could stream a couple of things i tried to stream one song and said oh, i can't stream this in your area so it was a bit clunky and i guess that's why now it's t- six foot under it's uh, so they're going to discontinue a Groove Music Pass subscription, allowing its existing customers to move their playlists and music collections to Spotify. So uh, a win for Spotify, you would imagine. So that's pretty good. Uh, if they if they if they're sort of building into it, of course, the, an easy way to move the the playlist. That'd be that'd be good. No uh, no moving it to Apple Music. I see. How's that going, Apple Music? Any improvements on that? I think it's going going great guns. Yeah. Um, Okay, you use Apple Music? And, you know, every day there's another customer, basically. I think you're fine, sir. Just one? <laughs> a couple? One a day's fine, mate. One a day. Oh, yeah, oh exactly. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I tried the Apple Music, but I, I prefer the Spotify GUI. And uh, so I've, I've sort of stuck with that. But the, the Groove Music app will no longer offer the option to stream, purchase, and download music after the 31st of December this year. So Microsoft introduced the service in 2012, well, not that long ago really, as, ah. as Xbox Music, offering music streaming through subscription or purchase through the Windows Store. However, the company said it would continue to update the Groove Music app on all Windows devices to support playback and management of own music. Now, there's a, there, is that Avon? Is that Avon yeah. or is that would that be William? We can't hear William at the minute. And just let me uh I'll just get his picture so we can see him and when he decides to give us his thingo. Uh 
Everybody's there. There he is. Oh, we won't show that. He hasn't got a shirt on. It's that on up there, Will. Hey, Will. <laughs> Can you hear me, Will? We'll just wait for Will to come online. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, I think, are we still talking about Groove? What happens, what, what happens to the music that you actually bought? Yeah, so they've just said here that uh, the company said it would continue to update the app on all devices, on all Windows devices, to support playback and management of owned music. So I can't see that going on indefinitely, though. <laughs> like, I think one day people just wake up and, yeah, that'll be gone. That'll be gone. Yeah. Unless they DRM free it like Apple did for the music, and mm. you can just take it out then. Yeah. There we go. Can you hear us now, Will? Hopefully. Oh, there we go. We can hear him as well. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> Helps when you plug your mixer and it works better. It does. You're coming through loud and clear. And uh, yep. yeah, do, do you want an intro? Oh, I think if people don't know me, I've got enough haters <laughs> it is. They know who I am. <laughs> so battery, battery installer and connoisseur <laughs> extraordinaire, Will has joined us. <laughs> Hated by the internet, apparently. <laughs> oh, you are not, Will. You are not. Now, uh, yeah, just most of the internet. <laughs> no, just the English speaking internet. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, look, let's, uh, I don't know, um, you, you're right just to jump in, Will. I'll pick it up where we are. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 it's all good. All right, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll bludge my way through it like I normally do. Lovely. Yeah, so we're just talking about groove music. Uh, they're shutting down, moving, or. Oh, uh, allowing everyone to move their playlist to Spotify. But uh, look, I've got another one here that uh, Michael might be able to chirp in or chirp in with yeah. a bit. Uh, we've got Apple's now, the iOS 11. Now, I was asking Michael just a bit there about what uh, what was the difference, what was the upgrades to the phone. So we got all that out of the way in less than probably two minutes. We're going all right. <laughs> now, <laughs> the other update was iOS 11. Can you give me a summarized... Uh, what what's what's new in iOS 11, please? Because as 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 I just said, Will, I have heard no news for a month, so I've been pretty good, been happy. <laughs> you, you haven't missed much. There's nothing really happened. Good. Well, iOS 11 <laughs> is not a huge update. Um, they've got lots of little things. It's mainly iPad related, and it is excellent. It's made a huge difference to my iPad Pro, for example. Right. Nice. Uh, and and you've got. Uh, files now you can go in and move your files around on on the ipad you can put lots of things down in the dock you're not just restricted to to the yeah. things that apple put down there and you know your four items or whatever yep you can put uh i think fifth 13, 13 items without some right. of those items folder. so you just click on the folder hold it down and then choose the app you want nice you, you can have split screen with Two items going and a third one that you actually pull down if you wanted to have three three things going at the same time, just as an example. Nice. Now, is this only for the iPad, were you saying, or some of those for iPhones, those enhancements? No, Most of the enhancements are only for the iPad, yeah. Right, right. So one of the bigger, the biggest enhancement, I would imagine, is the the with iOS 11 comes the release of a patch to patch the backdoor exploit on Wi-Fi chips. So Apple's release of the iOS 11 patched an out-of-bounds right vulnerability in Wi-Fi chips that, if exploited, could have allowed attackers within range to execute arbitrary code on the firmware. Ooh, wow. Is that on that 11.0.1 patch that just went through? Yes, that's right. Yes. So have we got, is there, an, there's a iOS 11, and then the, what is it, a patch again? 
there's a new patch. Yeah, right. Through. I think iOS 10 went the same way, didn't it? The next day there was a patch straight away or something like that. Oh, just about, yep. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it was a patch or more of a full version release. It's like they completely just cocked that one up, I think. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I can't remember that far back. But, um, yeah, following Apple's... Sorry? No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. I'll drop it. No, yep. I was just saying, uh, for some reason, your, in the, your, your microphone is not like double duplexing or whatever they call it. Every time you speak and I speak, you cut out. But... We'll work our way through. It's the internet. I, I sat down this morning, uh, you know, thinking, oh, thinking about the show this week, you know, thinking, oh, what I'm going to do and everything. And yes, wouldn't guess what happened. The internet goes down. And I think, oh, welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, podcast day, internet goes down. I was, how happy was I? It was only down for about an hour, so it was pretty good. Uh, so following Apple's 19th of September update, Google's Project Zero publicly disclosed the bug, as well as proof-of-concept exploit that inserts a backdoor into the firmware. The backdoor allows remote read-write commands to be issued to the firmware via crafted action frames, sloss me, thus allowing easy remote control over the Wi-Fi chip. So, uh, yeah, as long as it's fixed, that's the main thing, and good on Google for not releasing that exploit, because I think the exploit was like identified quite some time ago. Uh, but it wasn't made public until after the release of the patch. So that's good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, any other comments on the patch? You happy with the patch? Yep. Uh, that, I don't know how much, how many other things are patches because there has been a problem with iPhone 8 call noise. Some customers using iPhone 8 or the iPhone 8 Plus um, have reported hearing static noise or crackling sounds from their receiver during a phone call. Right. And Apple is aware of the issue and the software fix is in an upcoming release. But we don't know which one. Mm. Oh, well, that's <laughs> good. I don't know. But... Oh, I was 12. Jeez, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Um, I, I changed IS, not ISPs, but Telcos yesterday. So um, who are you with, Will, these days? Uh, Telstra. Oh, okay. I'm sort not of... by choice. That's... This is sort of the only option I've got here. Yeah, I changed to Audi. I picked up some Audi sims, and uh, yeah. they go on the Telstra network, so I'm getting the same service for half the price. Oh, I'm mobile, sorry, I'm with Vodafone. Oh, yes. Um, just because they do an awesome shared data cap. Right. So we got we got my phone, we got Sonny's phone, I got the mother-in-law's phone all on the same data cap. What about... And it just shows it. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen. Hang on, I'll, I'll I'll go down to this next story here that I've got here because it's uh, yeah, Belong. Now this is Belong's. This oh, is yeah. Yeah. yeah Telstra's budget brand. Now I'll go into some of the things in a minute. But one of the options that this this has got, if you take out a one with this, is you can transfer your unused data to someone else. So instead of yeah. instead of I guess like sharing, you can actually transfer it to someone. That's pretty good, and you can bank it. As well, so let me go through the story. Um, Telstra, yeah, Belong has revealed its first two SIM-only mobile plans. Apparently, go on sale through Coles and JB Hi-Fi. Twenty-five dollars a month, five gig of data. Forty dollars a month, fifteen gig of data. If you want voice for unlimited calls and text, it's an extra five dollars, uh, or ten dollars for unlimited. Oh, five dollars a month for unlimited calls and text or $10 per month for unlimited calls and texts to standard numbers in Australia and 10 other countries. Uh, Belong's plans include data banking, allowing 
customers to roll any unused data into next month's billing cycle. So that sounds like you can just roll away, doesn't it? Customers also yeah. give their unused data to other Belong mobile customers through the Belong app. Belong said that it will not top up data automatically and manual top-ups will cost $10 for an extra 2 gig. So they're just blowing Telstra out of the water. They're blowing themselves out of the water. <coughs> so I don't know. But what do you reckon of those ones, Will? Yeah, I've, um, I've got some friends who are with Belong. They, they like it better. They seem to, and I don't know if it's sort of Telstra's way of saying that beware, this is our budget company, but they seem to have a lot of um, congestion issues and they seem to have really, really bad SMS delivery. Oh, like, okay. It can take like a day. Yeah, right. Oh, geez, that's so not good. So I think it's Telstra's way of saying, yes, it's our cheaper range, but you got to deal with the service problems. Mm. Well, I haven't had too much issues since I moved over to Audi, which was um, probably the similar pricing. And no, I, Audi's been fine. My my mother-in-law was with Audi, actually, and she's been with them for a couple of years. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. so some of my family's with Audi, and I just couldn't wait because I, I think my plan, I, I did have a plan with a phone, and like when even when the, phone, when the contract ended last month, it rolled over. The plan was still like $90 a month. You know, come on. And so anyway, I was happy to get off that thing. And so now I'm down to $35 a month. More more data. That's about it, really. Yeah, well, so. Son, only, Son pays, I think she pays uh, 25 a month or 30 a month, something like that. 35 a month. Unlimited calls and 6 gig of data. Mm. Um, I pay 80 a month, but I get unlimited calls and 45 gig of data. Wow. And then... The mother-in-law pays, I think it's the $15 one, which is the base call, unlimited calls, mm. um, and she just shares our data pool. So we've got like 60 gig of data pooled yes. between the three devices. So and it's only it's only really 100 bucks a month for the three devices. So, mm. you know. That's all right. You know, what's that? It's not a bad way of doing it. Yeah. yeah well, I, I had a call from on with Vodafone, and they called me to try and update me the other day or upgrade me. Um I pay 30 a month per phone and I've got four phones. So we share the data on the four phones, but that only includes, uh, I want to say um, one gig of data. And then I pay an extra 10 for an extra gig so that I've got five gig. Yep. And I can't tell you how many times we run out of data within the last, Within the last 24 hours of the month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Always happens that way, doesn't it? Oh. Another, as it auto rolls yeah. over, charge you 10, 10 bucks for one gig. You, mm. can, um, you can turn that off, actually. You can turn that off. No, I know. That's, that's sort of a cash 22. The, the yeah. thing is, do you, do you turn the auto rollover off and put up with it for 24 hours, or do you pay the extra 10 bucks and have it? Mm. <laughs> and when well, you're better. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I used uh, well the the reason I went to to or to Audi apart from the cost, and you get more gigs. And I'm thinking, hopefully, uh, because I've now got a little bit more data to play with, I can you know maybe start doing the the show and live streaming it again, just using the mobile data. But uh, I only get one bar where I am here, so I'm going to have to, yeah. have to hang it out the window or something. They that's the problem I noticed with Audi. Like they're using the Telstra network, but they're using the lower the lower um, spectrum so well they're using the lower powered side of the network so their signal strength doesn't seem to be as good um, 
And even in the middle of the city, their speed's not the same. Like I had my phone, I had my mother-in-law's phone side by side and did a speed test. So mm. theoretically, we should be on the same tower. I got, you know, 100 meg down and 80 meg up or whatever the, the 4G is. And she was only getting like 20 meg down and 5 meg up. So mm. even though she's in the same network, it's definitely not the same speed. Yeah. But I'll, I'll look at <laughs> That's the annoying part. They don't tell you that. They'll say, mm. oh, you work with the Telstra network, not with Telstra B network or whatever. Like, that's... Yeah, well, I mean, they used to. They used to emphasize the fact. And when they were with the old network on the 900 meg spectrum, it was actually really good because the 900 meg wavelength was a fantastic wavelength for yeah. bad signal areas. So if you're in a bad signal area, you actually generally got a decent signal. But now that they're basically on the 2.5G, I suppose they're probably on now, maybe the 3G at a push, um, it's definitely noticeable now. But I mean, you know, for the price, mm. and because when I, when I went overseas for roaming, I I got a Vodafone SIM because they got their five dollars a day roaming, and that that worked out yeah. quite well. Uh, so, uh, like each day, and it wasn't like every day that you was away. It was only if you say use it at nine o'clock in the morning for a phone call. Well, then that day went until eight fifty nine the next morning. So it was good, yeah. you know, and you could. Hour. That's right. Depends on when you started it, and yeah, so that was good. Look, over where we went, like all the Disney parks and all that sort of stuff, it was just all Wi-Fi. It was just Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. It was pretty good, not not stream worthy, but uh, Wi-Fi everywhere. It was that was good. Um, yeah, but Vodafone. Yeah, look, I think it ended up cost me fifty dollars for the month. Gave me six gig, and then I had to do five bucks a day when I used it. And I think I used it for about fifteen days. I used it mostly on the drive GPS. And all that sort of stuff, getting the Google Maps yeah. and that. Uh, but yeah, it, it worked fine, so I was happy. And now I'm back out of the Telstra clutches. <sighs> and uh, oh, another story. They didn't let. They didn't want to let me go easy. I had this phone here. It's a. I don't even know what it is. ZTE, something like that. Little one. That the that it's on my account, and the, I give it to the father-in-law to use. And so. At, you know, it's 30 bucks a month. With Audi, I'll get it down to 15. But the phone's locked to Telstra. This is a little, yeah. for those on the uh, audio, I, look, I don't even, it's a little ZTE T126. And it's like a real old old school phone. With, it's a candy bar phone. Yeah. Yeah, just a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I went to, put, I put the Audi SIM in. Oh, phone locked. So I ring up Telstra. Can I unlock this phone? No, it's going to cost you $25. I went, why? And she goes, well, you haven't had it two years yet. So I'm not in contract, but I still haven't had that. I said, well, you guys sent me this phone. They sent me the phone to replace me old, oh, whatever it is, 2G phone. And yeah. I, and I hadn't had it for two years. So they said, uh, it's going to cost you $25. And I said, well, that's rubbish. And I said, well, I'll pay you $25 then. I just needed this, you know, I needed to get going. And so I still haven't got the code. So they, this was two days ago. And they said, take seven days to get the code. And, and <laughs> like 25, they're worried about recouping the cost of the phone because she said, if you had had it less than six months, the unlock, the unlock fee would have been like $80. And I said, are you serious? I said, I just transferred two iPhones worth $1,000 and they went through unlocked, no problems. <laughs> You're worried about re trying to recoup and stop people transferring one of these things. You know, there's this thing called an internet, and if you get on the internet, there's there's thing, things called phone unlockers that you can use. Yeah, I went through all those, or one of them anyway. I went to yeah, you went through all you went through all one of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I paid me twenty five, and then I then I saw a dude on eBay doing it, 
I thought, oh, yeah, six bucks. I'll give him a shot. So uh, I, I give him his six bucks, and he said, I'll get back to you within 24 hours with the unlock code. He came back to me and said, I can't get the unlock code for that phone. So here we go. So let's hopefully, no. let's hope Telstra can get it. Um, all right. Uh, what's, what's been going on, Will, in your, in your world? Yeah, tech-wise or anything-wise. Uh, Any... you know, same old, same old, really. Nothing, nothing spectacular. No, any... um, How, how's the new house? Is it, is, is it Ethernet-netted yet or what? Some of it. Well, you can, see, you can sort of see the, uh, the rack happening behind me there. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, currently, it's only got the Foxtel box and the router <laughs> sitting on there. Well, it's nice and cool I'm... anyway. Well, the, um, the neat part about the IQ3s is they're Bluetooth remote. So... The Foxtel box can sit on this side of the wall. The TV is literally on the other side, behind the other side of that wall, and the Foxtel remote works through the wall. So that's pretty cool. So it makes oh. it a lot easier. How does so the, I've got no? Is the Foxtel like an audio remote or something? How's that work? How does it work through the wall? Bluetooth. Oh. It's not IR. Yeah, you can oh. still use the you can still use the IR remotes, but they come with a Bluetooth remote. Oh, they must so be new. Makes, yeah, yeah, they've only been out, I don't know, two years. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, well, I've got the IQ. Queensland, remember, Will? Like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, they, they do work with the IR remote as well, but by default they come with the Bluetooth remote. Yeah, um, right, nice. And, it, yeah, it works. Makes makes wiring so much easier because you don't need to run IR blasters and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I, literally just drilled, I literally drilled a hole through the wall, which I will eventually get around to putting a faceplate on it. And my HDMI cable, my network cable, my power cable through that hole, mm. um, and run everything up through like my Foxtel cables and my um, my phone cable and everything. I'll just run under the floor and up through the floor into the back of the rack there. So eventually there'll be. I'll eventually put. I've got. I've ordered <laughs> another thing. I ordered a 24 port gigabit switch from oh. Melbourne four weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, Fastways picked it up the day I ordered it. Mm. And according to their website, it's still being processed. That's not good enough. That's not Four good. Four weeks well, in Melbourne so far. Well, I think that's uh, <laughs> Fastway. They're, they're pretty. They're better than that. So no, the... they're not. The amount of problems we've been having with Fastway is that we don't use them at work. We stopped using them now. It was taking up to five days to get a package from one side of Brisbane to the other. So what's the problem? Do you reckon? What's uh, Fastways. They've obviously just changed. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. So once I get once I get the network switch in there and got that all hooked up, I've got a um, a VPN that's going to go in there. So yeah, nice. I can, um, I can download my Linux torrents without the government knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> yes. Well, I installed this thing that you can see behind me there. That's my old server. I put FreeNAS on it, and so so far so good. Took me a little bit to figure it all out, but. Uh, yeah, so far so good. I'm dumping the data onto it right now as we speak. So uh, yeah. hopefully back in action. I, the, the, I think it was about the, the, the week before I went away, yeah, it started dying and I was just struggling to get the data off it. <laughs> like I just, because like I, I do have hard hard backups here, but I think like things like, uh, I never backed up some of the TV shows that was recorded onto it and I thought, oh, I'll back them up if I can get them off. So yeah, struggle to get them off, but yeah, but it's all good now. Free NAS. I'm on board with the free NAS. So good stuff. Um, yeah, it's free NAS and open NAS, and they're not bad. Mm. Um, and that's and and this and actually, I need to address a, a Facebook. I don't normally worry about the YouTube comments, but one bugged me. One of the listeners 
said he's been listening for ages and he's sick of the fact that I always hate on Apple. You hate like, I don't hate Apple in the terms of their products are fine. I mean, the three-year-old products, they market them as new products, but their products they release are generally okay. And, and I've got a G5 XServe to go in that rack to prove it. But I, I hate Apple as the company, as the marketing machine, as the tool and the powerhouse that is Apple. Yeah, so, I don't hate on the products generally because even though they might be out of date or they might be old or they might be whatever, as a rule, the products are generally pretty bulletproof. So the same sort of um, <laughs> distaste for places like the Googles and the Facebooks and all that sort of, they're, they're big, they're behemoths and maybe yeah. sometimes they overstep the mark in what they do. And, so, the re- and the reason we didn't address the iPhone when it launched is because we have a Mac-based show so that's what our apple based show does there's no reason for us to spend half an hour addressing it then spend a half an hour you know we we breezed over it and we got in a lot of trouble for that and there's a reason we do it that way but yeah and warlock's the same we don't hate apple we just we choose not to use it because it doesn't suit our lifestyle but we (laughs) hate the way it ties you in and we hate the some of the processes involved in the products not necessarily the products themselves Mm. well Um, I'm t- I'm tied into the Apple ecosystem. <laughs> I am tied. I've got iPads, iPhones, and whatever, yeah, whatever not. But uh, that, that's part of the reason I don't like them. But uh, as I said, like I'm, I have a, a G5 X server, Apple X server, sitting there waiting to go in the rack, and that's going to be my VPN and my firewire firewall. Mm. So it's not that I'm against using them. I just, you know, they generally don't suit what I'm trying to achieve. Having said Good. that, we did bag them out last year when they refused to put. Uh, earphone sockets on their devices and um apparently that's what the next for next gen um google phones are doing yes and a l- not running earbuds and a little birdie has told me that uh, eric the uh <clears throat> the uh earplug jack hater <laughs> has has given up his hate for the no no <laughs> headphone jack and he is going for an iphone 8 so there you but, go well and, and i said this when this first happened was that if you remember back when Android first started, most of the Android devices, purely based on the limitations of Android at the time, didn't have earphone sockets. Most of the early ones used the USB adapter through to run the earphones. Um, but it was a piggyback adapter, so you could plug the earphones in and still plug the charge, phone in for charge, mm. um, which will be the case with the new, the new phones. Yes, they don't have the earphone socket, but... They have a tiny adapter that plugs in to the USB, they're using USB 3 now, um, port on the back, which will be a piggyback port, which will allow you to plug the phone into charge if you're not using the, the wireless charging. Um, it will allow you to plug in you know, USB devices, on-the-go devices, that sort of stuff whilst listening to music. So it will be tied into that port, but it's a nice little piggyback thing. And from some of the reports, it's still a bit in there, some of the reports are saying it'll actually come with that adapter. Others are saying, look, it probably won't, but it's like a $2 adapter. So, Was there the same like uproar in the in the Android community like with the removal? No. People were like, remember how the old phones didn't have handphone sockets, but they had that neat adapter they came with? Well, guess what? So it was, <laughs> and the other thing, it was, the other thing yeah, that it does is it also allows... Part of the reason there's not an uproar about it is because it's more than just a headphone jack. It actually, because they're using the USB port, it allows you to use a headphones, but it also allows you to use um, a separate microphone. So you can use it through a, a mini mini mixer 
or you can use some of the little Sony boom mics and stuff like that that are powered straight off the port. So it's not just headphones. For people who use it for mobile broadcasting and mobile recording, it's actually going to be perfect because it's going to allow you to use a separate microphone that's, you know, mm. a, a good quality mic. So I think it, it the, the uproar surrounding the the Apple one was purely based on the fact that realistically and from a practical standpoint, you basically had to use the earbuds. Yeah. The, the but, option to use a wired earpiece whilst using the phone normally was sort of a bit out of the question. You know, it didn't really allow itself to work that way. But you'd have to say, would, do you, have to, would you agree, and we'll get Michael in here because he, he needs to, uh, you know, stand up for the Apple. But, um, but you'd, you'd have to sort of think that Apple's ahead of the curve again here, wouldn't you? Like, you know, Apple goes... Uh, we're going to get rid of floppy drives. We're going to get rid of CD-ROM drives. We're going to get rid of USBs. We're going to get rid of fi- um, whatever it lot FireWire or whatever it is. And everyone just follows. You know, half the stuff you've mentioned, they invented. But they still got rid of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> SCSI, FireWire, thirteen ninety four, all that. They invented that. Yeah. And then they thought, oh, no, we're not going to use that anymore. So there's... <laughs> yeah, but... but- I- but, you know, but then the PC market takes over and PC market uses them for another 15 years. Yeah, like um, what PCs look, do. I, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but it's not in this case, no, because once again, Android did it seven, eight years ago. So once again, it's an Android design that they've repurposed. Mm. Um, but look, I think that... You just said, the like, Apple, I'm the Apple fanboy, right? I'll accept yeah. that. But you just said the original reason that they didn't have earphones is because they, <laughs> like they had limitations on on the design the machine as far as i'm aware it was, it was a software limitation yeah. yeah so they weren't good enough to actually have headphones in the beginning <laughs> i know it worked with it worked with it but the sound quality was better without it so they chose not to do it but to sacrifice quality well yeah. it's all going to move to wireless anyway isn't it like geez I look, just wireless yeah i use bluetooth 90 percent of the time um, when I'm using an external, you know, either speakers or um, or for calling, but there is still some situations where I have really good noise cancelling earbuds that I'll use sometimes, like when I'm on the mower, riding, like you know, on the ride on mower, for example, I'll throw the earbuds in, throw my earmuffs over the top of it, and I'll I'll use those. Mm. Um, but you can also get those wireless, and once again, you can use a piggyback adapter without without a drama. But um, I think it affected the sensibility of the Apple because they'd spent so long getting used to these really dodgy earphones that they couldn't seem to be without them. Like, not so much in Australia, probably not much of a thing, but you watch any documentary or any movie or any commentary or sort of anything based in particularly the States, but a lot of other Europe and that as well. Just about everyone you saw walking down the street had headphones in and you can guarantee that almost every one of those people who had headphones is was an iPhone user. It was just sort of that, that's part that's of the whole went. integration yeah, thing. that's how it went. That, that they use, yeah. And once, once it got to the whole, hey, Siri, do this for me deal, well, you effectively had to have them in so you could do it hands-free and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I think that when Apple ditched the headphones, it was more that side of it there was the sensibilities of people going, hang on, this is something we're so used to. But as I said, there was a slight practical downfall to it because unless you bought that really expensive cable that Apple released, you couldn't charge your phone and use headphones at the same time. So, um, Michael, any, any, you got anything to say about any of that? You agree with that? Disagree with that? Uh, no, because 
it's um, over the period of time, people have a just got used to it. Not many yeah, people right. have actually needed the adapter. Very, in comparison, by the number mm. of they, very few people actually needed the adapter, um, and so it hasn't really affected anybody. I think, no, and the whole losing the, the earbud thing wasn't as big a deal. You know, he said twice, twice on an aeroplane, he's been caught out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I think the whole losing the ear, earbud thing wasn't as a big a deal as everybody was expecting it to be. Yeah. I think that's what the issue was. It wasn't really the, the losing the earphone port. It was these proprietary earphones that were 80 bucks a pair or whatever they were to replace that were effectively designed to be lost. I think that's what people were more upset about. Well, when I went overseas, I don't know if I still got them here, but these worked. The I just bought my own headphones anyway because the, the little earbuds, I don't have them. They were, they were big things that you put over your head, you know, like that. And yeah. uh, I, oh, I thought I had them here. But... Um, but yeah, because the little the little Apple phones, the little headphones like this, they would yeah you, know, you can still hear a lot of the plane noise. And yeah, so, they're not noise canceling. Yeah, so I put on a you know it's a bigger set and they went all right. Oh, what happened to them? But anyway, uh, let's talk. Um, how about broadband? Now, oh, Will, what are you doing at broadband? What do you got up there? <laughs> Just. <laughs> you, you got you got MBN or what? Yeah, well, I've got glorified ADSL too, if, if that's what you mean. No. Um, <laughs> I've, I do have the NBN. It is called the NBN. I'm on the I'm on the mixed technology network. Right. Um, but it's it's better here than it was at the other house. At the other house, it was about uh, ten meg down and about four meg up. Here, it's about forty meg down and ten meg up. And oh, it, you poor thing. It, but at least it's relative. It's relatively consistent here. Whereas at the other place, I was constantly getting dropouts and and stuff like that at least it's not super fast here but at least it's i mean it's better than it was but it, it's consistent speed which is more important have you changed have you changed provider well Has telstra it, is the fastest here because the exchange is basically at your other house okay no no i was with telstra there as well yeah um you you basically have to be with telstra i mean you can be with other networks as well but um, from all the reviews I've read in the area, Telstra is really the only one who gives you anything resembling NBN. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's because we, we are technically fibre to the node. The problem is our node, <laughs> our exchange, um, is basically on it's it's basically on the end of a copper run. Like it's it's horrendous. So the exchange itself can't handle mm. any more throughput, it, uh, and that's proven by the fact that even though I get 4G signal here my 4G isn't any faster than my, my broadband. So the actual bottlenecks at the exchange. Now, Michael's got, uh, what do you got, fibre to the home, fibre to the premise. Fibre to the premises, yeah. Yeah, how, how's that been going for you? Without a hiccup, I imagine. <laughs> I, I've had two, in the last two weeks, I've had two where it's just um, stopped working. I've just, But it might be my router, because all I do is turn my router off and then turn it back on and it's all right. Okay, um, yeah. But, but what I'm surprised about, so I'm I pay a bit more, and I'm with a very little known provider. But in the same block of townhouses that I live in, um, say people across uh, with Optus, and they have crap. Mm. Mm. So dropouts. 
So, so I noticed you with the little name provide. You're keeping that one to yourself, aren't you? You're not going to tell us, are you? Who is it? I... <laughs> It, it, are you going to tell us, or you want to keep it just on the down low? I'm Will you ever think of that? And I'll tell someone. I'll tell everyone about what this this little story was about. The Australian Australians with fibre broadband connections double as DSL sinks and falls down. The number of Australians using fibre. This has got a lot of stats in it, so but it's interesting. The number of Australians using broadband services more than doubled in the past year to reach 2.1 million uh, that was up from 960,000 in 2016 now while fiber connections surged apparently to 123% DSL connections continued to decline down 15.9 to 4.2 million so still quite a significant uh, amount of people are on the DSL now the Australian Bureau of Statistics data for the year ending uh, 30th of June this year, show Australia now has 13.7 million internet subscribers, and that's not including mobile handset customers. Now, that's 13.7 million. That's up 500,000 since last year. So you can tell that, you know, the the internet and IoT and all this, also, everything's going crazy. The mobile wireless remained the most popular type of internet access with 6.1 million customers followed by DSL, then fiber uh, with 2.1 million. Now, NBN nearly doubled its network footprint last financial year and claims to have 2.4 million active connections as of June this year. And I know I looked again at my connection, my uh, my plan, my MBN uh, forecast uh, of when I'm going to get it, and that's still June to June to something June to November or something next year. So at least I'm within a year now. I'm within a year, so uh, I'm getting happier. <laughs> uh, we were discussing this last week. A lot of those numbers aren't necessarily because the NBN's rolled out. A lot of those numbers is because they've reclassified what they're calling NBN now. Yeah, okay, right, right. So a lot of people who are on ADSL2 are now classified as being on the NBN. So a lot of those areas have a ridiculous amount of people. But you can't get ADSL. Well, how, no, well, how do they, why would they classify? Are they classifying because it's over a certain speed? Because they're calling it the mixed technology network. That's part of their rollout of the mixed technology. Whereas if you've got a reason... X amount of speed on an ADSL2 network, it'll automatically be called the NBN. Oh, well, the... because my my router that they sent me is actually classified as an ADSL2 router. Yeah, right. Modem router, yeah. So that's that's what they're doing. Um, but the, yeah, but you get ADSL2 router with an EWAN port. Like no, you can... you can, but the Telstra one's not. It's literally just an ADSL2 modem router. That's all it is. But I'm classified as being on the mixed technology network. You're getting conned. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these figures aren't don't aren't legit because they're reclassifying. Like in as I was saying, in Evan's head where the speed is ADSL one at best and not, not even really. It's we're talking three meg down and half a meg up at, at a push. They want to classify that as NBN ready because that's as, as good as the exchange can handle. So as far as they're concerned, it's upgraded to the maximum, which means they're ready for the NBN rollout. Mm. Well, the mix of technologies, uh, such as there's a million customers with fibre to the premises, uh, 900,000 fibre to the node, 
to the basement to the curb, 200,000 uh, with hybrid fiber coaxial and 200,000 on fixed wireless and 100,000 on satellite. Now, according to the ABS report, 3 million terabytes of data was downloaded in the three months to June uh, 30, and that's up from 2 million terabytes during the same time last year. Mobile handset downloads contributed 175,000 terabytes, which is an additional 50,000 terabytes from the same time last year. As for mobile handsets, the number of subscriptions grew by 1.5 million from last year to reach 26.3 million. So uh, more than Australia's 24.1 million population. And that's Michael has got two, hasn't he? And that's why. So, uh, um, yes. Yeah, with my net, Michael's with my net phone. Oh, I've heard of those. I've heard of them. And, like, does that mean that maybe at the exchange, my net phone have got a box and I might be the only one in the in the area, whereas... Well, they'll have, yeah, they'll have a certain allocated... You know, 10,000 people going through the one Optus box, and that's why I don't have a problem, and they do. May yeah, do. We have an allocated, uh, they would have bought an X amount of bandwidth, and they'll, you'll be sharing that between how many users, but if you haven't got many users on it, well, you're going to get... It's like the old days of cable. Same thing. Cable had X amount of capacity, and more people in your street that signed up the cable. Yeah. Your cable. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I think um, a few people signed up today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very happy. Like, uh, you know, mine's cruising along like a beauty. Yeah. And what do you got? You got about 100 down, 40 up or something. I'm paying for 100 down, 40 up. Yeah. And I get about, I, I get about 80, 15. Oh, no, about, sorry, about 80, 30 now. Okay. Yeah. What happens if you were to only pay for, say, 30 up? Would that reduce more or would you actually hit your... No, what happens is I, um, I don't know what that noise is. It's my wife doing something in the background. Sorry, everybody. Um, Cleaning. The, yeah, the issue is when I'm doing the recording for the show, uh, the inbound bandwidth, and then you do Facebook outbound, mm. doing the live Facebook, uh, Facebook has a struggle. So that's why I've paid for the extra bandwidth. And, th- and that fixes you up, the extra bandwidth. So you've got, you've yeah, got to... Straight away. So you've got to push out what... What thirty meg up to make Facebook work properly? You you got to be on a thirty meg plan or thirty meg up plan to make Facebook Live work properly. Yeah, when I'm doing the like I'm doing Mm. all the recording inbound as well. Yes, yes. So you got you know all the video coming in from other yeah and going out to other sources. Yeah, it's a lot. It's surprising how much you use. As I said, I've got you know I've got between fifteen and twenty, but generally more than ten anyway on upload. And yeah. If I'm just streaming and like playing a game and streaming, it's okay. If I'm trying to do a video stream with a couple other people, yeah, it's it's flaky. I've got no yeah. chance with two up, have I? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Microsoft will refocus Bing onto the PC market. The Apple has kicked Bing off, kicked them off, discarded them. Uh, Bing will focus on expanding into the PC search market after losing its deal with Apple's voice assistant Siri. And there's little wonder, because I thought that Siri, when she Googled the internet, the results were pus. And that's now, now I know why, <laughs> because it's Bing. Uh, I've always found that 
search results on being a pretty poor. Uh, like I can type, I can type something into being no result. Type it into Google. First result is what I'm looking for. It's just madness. Apple said it can it, work the other way around though. Sometimes there is stuff you just cannot find on Google, and it pops up on one of the other search ones. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's never. I suppose if I don't, if I can't find it on Google, I don't really try anything else. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no. Exactly. Not worth it at all. Uh, Apple said it would replace Bing as its default search engine for uh, for Siri on iOS and Spotlight on the Mac with Google. Gee, Steve Jobs would be turning in his grave. Uh, That's because they're paying a lot, a lot of money for the privilege. Yeah. Who Google is? Or, yeah. Yeah, right. So what do you think that... Oh, so you don't think that Apple... This was a a, uh, a, um, a move to improve the service. It was just, oh, Google's going to offer more money than Microsoft. Well, if it improves the service as well, it's a bonus for them, isn't it? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Got, but I think how many, how many iPhone and how many Macs and, and tablets there are out there that aren't using Google. So if they get people to use Google, then their marketing strategy works better for them anyway. So they might mm. be paying a heap of money to have it implemented, but at the end of the day, they're not stupid. They're not going to be losing money on the deal. No, no. I, I just I was going more of uh, was the motivation to change? Was it the motivation yeah. to improve the service, or was it to, for the money? Maybe, well, maybe that because we could choose which search engine we want to use. Maybe mm. so many people have actually changed it to Google that they've gone. Well, that's what the customers want. Mm. Let's go with that. And can the you money's a bonus. Can you change Siri to use Google? Can you? You... You, can change, you can change your default search engine anyway. Yeah. Whether I... that's, I can't answer. Mm. Uh, I don't know what the result for that is. Yeah, I think I... because of the results I get back, I'm pretty oh, sure Siri. it's using Bing. You'll tell you. <laughs> now, Bing's the, se- <laughs> Bing's the second largest search engine in the US, and it's also the default engine. It's been the default engine for Siri since 2013. It's still the search engine that powers Yahoo, AOL, and Amazon. So there you go. Yeah, which I was... is why it's the second biggest, because everyone else uses it. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. So there you go. But look, the only good thing that Bing is for is videos, I reckon. Search for videos. Uh, they have a good little video interface. and Because uh, the thing I don't like about the Google search for videos is you're looking for something. And it'll just give you one column just down the side, down the left-hand side of the videos. So, you know, you scroll, scroll, next, next, you scroll, scroll. So it's not good. You search for videos in Bing, you've got a few filters there, and it grids it grids it out so you get like i don't know eight per line four lines per page easy nice i like bing for videos we're looking for video bing is your answer <laughs> <laughs> now um the layout's different the which what the layout's different yes uh, it works i don't understand why google hasn't changed but um yeah anyway um they don't change. Oh, do they? <laughs> no no so my who's that who was that and so just quickly talking but the internet you're talking about before about the NBN, the latest um, speed ranking has come back. Um, and Australia's currently ranked 50th worldwide in the average of its fixed internet, which puts us behind places like India and Zimbabwe and Istanbul and. <laughs> yeah, look, that when you yeah, but fixed is that that'd be encompassing encompassing people like Garth ADSL one. You know, and, and Evans Head, ADSL1, that's all fixed line, isn't it? So On, on the upside, we, we have improved our rankings because last year we were 51st. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. Good. And what are we now, 50th? Yep. 
I think didn't the mail dive sink? That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, has anyone else got any stories they want to talk about? I've got a couple more, or is it? Or we're just happy yeah, to. <coughs> yeah, for for Apple. Um, yeah. The EU takes Ireland to court for not claiming Apple tax windfall. So the European Commission said on Wednesday it was taking Ireland to the European Court of Justice for its failure to recover up to 13 billion euros of tax due from Apple, a move labelled as regrettable by Dublin. Uh, the Commission ordered the US tech giant in August 2016 to pay the unpaid taxes as it ruled the firm had received illegal state aid, one of the number of deals the EU has targeted between multinationals and usually smaller EU states. Um, so Ireland doesn't believe Apple owes the money. Apple mm. doesn't believe it owes the money. And um, now they're also... Hey, EU does. ...claiming that Amazon owns, owns Luxembourg 250 million euros as well. Right. Uh, just as a start. So. I think the EU just make their own rules, don't they? Like, uh, well, they, they can break it. Might as well make them. <laughs> well, you've got places like Ireland, you know, like they're... This is what this is where you can see things oh, not going right. Is you know, you got Ireland, they're happy, you know, they, they've got a low tax rate of this double island sandwich, whatever you want to call it, call it, and that's that's got Apple pu- pumping money through. They're probably paying enough tax to keep the Irish happy, you know, things are pumping. But you got someone that an unelected government in Europe telling them what to do. That's crazy. But anyway, that's yeah, the, that's the way it works. The unelected government in Europe has lent Ireland money. Well. <laughs> Fair enough. Pay up. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, well, that, you can see that. It, it, well, yeah, Ireland need, well, yeah, I don't know. When do, they, when do countries pay yeah. money back? Like, is there a timeline? I mean, it, well, if they stop wasting it, like spending $22 million on a survey, or um, I was actually reading an article uh, today that the um, local the local government in Gympie the, whatever, what, what's the local, what's the town district government called? The, the no, whatever they are anyway. The electorate. Yeah, something like that. But there was a, uh, is it the triple C or whatever it is? The, basically the... A triple C? No, no, no. There's an internal 